What's up, everybody? Welcome to another great episode. We have Amila Shabic today, and she talks about her story in Bosnia, getting support from amazing people around her, what it took to go from what she thought she was having a heart attack was actually a panic attack, and then getting out of it and just getting out of her own way to create a life of success. I think you're going to really like this episode. So let's tune in to see what she has to say. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Guyao Now Show. I am your host, Bob McIntosh. And today I am joined by Amila Shabic. Uh, she does a lot of really cool things in the podcast space, PR space, and is from Bosnia, which I think is really cool. Um, actually, I believe you would be our first foreigner on the show. So yay! <laughs> international. <laughs> Inter international. Yeah, I love it. Um, but I, uh, I was connected to her through a previous guest, um, Swire. So if you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you check that out too. And he turned me on to her and we had a brief conversation that just seemed like a good fit. As you all know, if you're watching or listening, I do my best to try to bring you guests who have had cool experiences um, from a, a wide range of life experiences, not just in business, but also in life as well. Because I think that's, that's really you know where, where we all find ourselves often is trying to figure out both life and business at the same time. And there's lots of ways for us to get out of our own way in both. And so I try to bring on cool people that I find in my journey that I think you'll find cool and have interesting stories. So with that, uh, welcome, uh, Amila. Tell us a little bit about yourself so everyone knows who you are and kind of give us some background and we'll go from there. Thank you, Bob, for having me on. Um, this is really exciting. Um, this is a, really an exciting experience for me. And um, I, I want to thank you, first of all. Um, well, a little bit about me. Well, my name is Amela, as you said, and I am the owner and um, founder of uh, Urban Bloom Podcast Boutique. It is a boutique agency connecting hosts and their uh, guests. So um, connecting, building trust, building authority, building relationships, and all of that jazz is, in, uh, is what we uh, appreciate in Urban Bloom. Perfect, perfect, and that's a, such a, a necessary thing. I know, I've been I've been slacking, if I will say, on my end of getting on shows. But I know when I was launching my book, I you know I, I hit the road. I did like thirty or forty in the course of like two or three weeks, um, and it's such a powerful way to get out there. So uh, for those of you looking to gain exposure, that's definitely something to uh, to think about. But um, what I want to talk about first is a little bit about what you talked about beforehand. So we were talking before we hit the record button, and. You sort of talked a little bit about your journey through in corporate and then needing a break and then realizing that that wasn't going to be your path. So I'd love for you to share that story a little bit again, because I think it's a great starting point. And, and then we'll dive. I have some more questions from there. Sure thing. Yes. So um, I was working. I, I am a mom of three kids, three small kids. And um, when I was pregnant with my first, so that was about eight, year, eight years ago, I used to freelance. And it was just a basic admin jobs, like a virtual assistant starting point. I didn't really know much then, and um, it didn't last long. So um, after I, I delivered my first baby, I was like, no, I don't have really time for this. And I stopped. So I, after she had grown, grown a little bit, I, I got my second one and then I figured, okay, so now I would like to go a little bit outside of the house. I mean, it's, it's great to have kids and talk baby talk all the time, but, but you know, outside would, is nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I would also like to talk um, with adults sometimes, um, except for my husband. 
And so I decided to start looking for a job. And then um, uh, with, uh, with my background in journalism, I have a bachelor's degree in journalism, which is, um, which is something that I really enjoy and love doing. And I figured, okay, I knew that I wasn't going to find a job because I live in a small city with um, not that many opportunities. And so I thought, okay, so I'm, I'm probably not going to be a journalist but I'm going to settle with something that is at least, you know, connected to journalism. So I saw this um, job posting in the SOS Children's Villages, which sounded amazing. Um, and I figured, okay, I'm going to apply and see what happens. And I got the job. I got, there were like 40 or 50 um, applicants and I got the job. And um, I was a assistant na national coordinator assistant to uh, to a sponsorship um, uh, part of the SOS. And so what I basically did, I wrote letters to the sponsors of the children that lived in the SOS. And that, that experience was amazing. I got to know a lot of people. I got to learn a lot um, from, from all different kinds of uh, people. And I got to learn about the kids that were living in the care. And um, the traumatic experiences and all of their stories really touched my heart and I thought and I I am an emotional person and I thought okay so I'm gonna get through this it's okay the first time I saw a kid got accepted in the SOS I cried my my like I cried for three days because that's beautiful I think, though I mean it shows it shows, shows your true heart and I think that's an important thing yeah, but it also, you know, I don't know if I would react that way if I wasn't a mom at the time, but I oh. also had my own kids and it was, you know, like when you think about your own kids, you don't want them to um, go through something like that, you know, and and so I cried, I cried a lot and I, by the time, you know, they, they um, a lot of other kids uh, got accepted over there and I spent uh, three and a half years working and it was really an amazing experience. experience. It's such educational experience, first of all. And, um, and then all of a sudden, I start getting heart attacks. But turns out those weren't heart attacks. Those were panic attacks that I just later found out. But it really did cause me a trip to the ER a couple of times because I thought I was going to die and I didn't know what was going on. And then um, I had my doctor tell me that it might be, you know, something to do, might have something to do with what's going on inside of me. And then I figured, okay, I'm going to, you know, start the therapy. I'm going to talk to someone. I'm going to see, you know, how to work this through. And then I, um, I learned so much about myself. I learned so much. It was sort of a spiritual awakening for me to just talk to someone and discover such an amazing stuff about myself that I didn't know. And it was, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know yourself for your whole life. You should know yourself, but you don't. Turns out I didn't know myself. And um, and by the way, I think that's most people. I think most people think they know themselves, but there's a depth to our to our inner selves that we have, in most cases, just begun to scratch the surface of. Exactly, exactly. And it's so important to just, you know, dive deep inside of your soul and get to your why, and then you will know who you are and what you want to do. And so 
to um, to go back to the story. So I decided to not extend my contract in the SOS Children's Villages. And that was, um, I think, the best decision I could have ever made for, for my future, for my family, for myself. And um, I thought, you know, I needed a break. I thought I needed to read more books. I thought I needed to socialize more. But turns out that after a couple of months, I figured, I didn't need a break. I just needed something new. I needed a change. I needed to do something that would cheer me up. I needed to do something that would fill my soul, my heart. I needed to do something that would um, make me happy. And so um, I, I started uh, freelancing again and I met a bunch of amazing people. I also met a bunch of not so amazing people. We're not gonna talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> But I am grateful to have met them because they were the school for me. They were my learning lesson and my learning curve. And, you know, because of them, I know who I don't want to be. And because of them, I know who I don't want to work with. And so um, I decided to PR was the love of my life always for my whole life. And I decided I want to give it a shot and try to, you know, work in PR. So I started my own PR agency um, with the focus on relationships, with the focus on, you know, building that genuine trust and genuine, um, genuine feeling of, you know, having someone. You see us, I mean, we live like thousands of of miles away from each other, but we, you know, we still got connected and it's a great thing. And also with Swire that uh, recommended me to you. I mean, I met Swire also through podcasting and this is an amazing way, an amazing industry to just meet people and connect and build that, um, those relationships and, you know, just grow personally because I believe that we learn every day. And from and that every people, every um, every person on our journey is our teacher, actually. So um, so yeah, that's that's kind of a short story. <laughs> no, this is perfect. And so for all of you listening, right, you might be going, "Well, that's not me," or whatever. But again, like everything, where can you find the elements of the story that are the same from your story or your experiences and apply them to yourself? Because I think that's important. So I, I, I do, I was taking some notes as you were going through your story and a couple of questions I want to ask you. So first is, how did you handle, uh, you know, mentally and somewhat emotionally, the departure from a job that was maybe super emotionally feeling, you're, you know, you're watching these kids who are being helped and, you know, it causes you to cry for three days. Like, and I assume that the majority of those tears are like tears of joy, like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening for this kid, to going into business for yourself where really... There's not going to be necessarily with what you do, at least what you told me so far, that same connection from an emotional standpoint. Was there a divide there that you had to overcome or was it actually almost too much emotion over here? And so that actually helped. I'm, I'm curious to understand more about that. That's a great question. Yes, I think that there was too much emotion on one side of the story. So emotions that I couldn't that I probably now that I think of it couldn't process. I mean, I. I know how to hold space for, for someone that, for my kids, for my husband, for my family, for my parents, for the people that are close to me. But I obviously didn't know how to hold space for those kids. And, you know, just, I, 
I just couldn't imagine someone being able and capable to do um, the stuff that I learned uh, people did to those kids. And, you know, the their backgrounds and their, their, their ch childhood that couldn't be really a childhood is something that, you know, hurt me a lot. And, right. you know, when you think about it, it's, it's really, it's really hurting for, for everyone. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that I am the, I'm an exception. I'm, I'm just saying that some people can process it and take it better than others. So I took it more personally than other people working over there. And I, I always say that I admire SOS moms. Those are the women that care for, for those, those kids like 24 seven. Mm -hmm. And I, I always say I admire what they do because I could never do that. <laughs> and, that, and that's yeah. true. I look, there's, there's so many, uh, I was actually just having a conversation with my business partner the other day about, um, a friend of ours who has, has a gift of being able to speak to kids in a way that gets them to listen. Um, and you know, even like, especially like the, like teenagers, especially who are like, don't want to listen to any adults, right. They want to, they want to break out on their own, but he has a gift for that. And I'm like, man, like I admire that because it's, it's a skill that I don't have. It's something that I, I couldn't, I couldn't tap into no matter how much I would want to. It's just not something that I can. So I get that. Um, so let me ask you this, you know, in the space, you know, when you took a break to say, Hey, I just need to take a break for a second, maybe read some books, whatever. Take me through sort of what was going on with you to have the realization that, Hey, I need to make a change. And, and the reason that I asked this and, and I, cause I want to provide some context. I've had a number of conversations recently with fellow entrepreneurs who, for lack of a better way of putting this, I don't feel are in the right path, but they haven't discovered that they're not in the right path. Like, like to me, it seems very obvious. Uh, but, but I can't, you know, we as third parties can't say you're on the wrong path and you go here. All we can say is, Hey, like, here's an idea. Consider it like it's a jacket, right? Try on the jacket, see how it fits. If it fits something to consider, if it doesn't, then you discard it. Um, so for you, what was that process in your mind? Like uh, of that realization, how did that work? What, you know, was there, was there a moment? Was it like a gradual thing over time? I'd love to know more about that. Yeah. Well, from my first panic attack to my last panic attack, that was a period of six months. So okay. I would say it was a gradual thing that I, when I, you know, come to a realization that I really, okay, like, this is it. This needs to stop. I, I don't want to live like this anymore. I want to do something and I am aware of everything that is going on. I am aware of everything that I'm feeling but I, I don't want to feel it anymore. I just okay. want to get out of this. And so I would say it was a gradual thing for me. But a lot of people, I mean, I know a lot of people that, you know, that have the moment, like just instant moment where they know, okay, so this is not it. Like I need something else. And um, to touch upon what you said, like um, when you know, when a lot of people don't really know that they're on the wrong path, clarity is so important and i feel i sometimes i feel like i'm not really clear whether i am on the right path or not but you know like taking a little step every day you know towards my goal um is something that shows me okay so you're you're on the right track just keep going so yeah clarity i would say is is the key there 
Yeah. So awareness first and then, and developing clarity. Was there, yeah. was there like exercises? Like, did you do like meditation or like anything that you felt helped get you to a better point of clarity? Oh my God. Meditation. I tried that. I promise you, I tried so long to just meditate, but it that just didn't work. And when I started, you know, questioning myself, is there something wrong with me? Because it, it seems <laughs> to work for everyone else, but not for me. Um, I realized that, you know, everyone has their own journey and everyone goes through their own journey on their own, on their own way. And for me, I don't think that meditation was, uh, was a big part, although I'm giving it a shot again. So, yay hey, hey, I, I, so <laughs> I, I got to interrupt just for a second because I think this is, this is important. I was the same way with meditation for a long time. I was like, no, 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 it doesn't work. I downloaded an app. When I got my, so I just got an iPhone. I downloaded an app called FitMind. I think it's called FitMind, if I remember correctly. And it's like these small guide meditations. And like every, you do it every day. And he takes you through different exercises of awareness. And a lot of, a lot of it to start with is him talking so that your, your attention focuses on him talking instead of wandering places. But I have found, you know, I, I've progressed from barely being able to, to focus for five minutes. I think we're up, I'm up to like 12 or 15 minutes now after about a, I think I'm like, four weeks or three weeks in four weeks in something like that so um super super helpful not necessarily like this is not like a plug for that app per se but more so just to say hey like i get where you're coming from and i'm starting to see some of those benefits now of it um but it definitely takes a lot of practice and a lot of willpower and just wanting to do it but anyways uh, this is not to say that meditation worked or whatever just had to share that <laughs> yeah I, I i also heard from a lot of different people that you know they it is a work. So you can't expect to, you know, to achieve anything or you can't expect to notice a change in, I don't know, a day or two. You have to um, stick to it and you have to be persistent and consistent. And after a month or so, you'll probably see a difference. So that's why I am giving it another shot. <laughs> so we'll see how that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but sorry, I didn't mean to, to interrupt your flow. So you, you were talking about like what, what, helped gain, what helped you gain clarity during, during that six-month period? Yeah. So, so yeah, I was just reading a lot. I, I, I don't recall what tax, not, re I don't remember the author's name. That's, that's really a shame because <laughs> it's a great book. Um, it gives you like, um, a set of tools. It teaches you the tools to combat it. So when it comes, you are ready and you know where to focus your mind and attention to so that it passes quickly. And so by, you know, with, with time, I have uh, managed to learn all of the techniques and, you know, equip myself with tools to just, you know, when it comes, when I feel it come, I just say, bug off, you're, today is not the day. And, and <laughs> it, I just stop it. So Ain't so nobody got time for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't want you here now. So, um, so that I guess, I guess reading and yoga, yoga is okay. another very important part of, you know, my, my spiritual journey. So I love yoga. I just, you know, a lot of people say when they want to work out more, when they want to stay active more, they're like, no, I don't have time. You always have time, like 10, 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be an hour or so. It just needs to be consistent. So after, I don't know, a month 
of you know consistently doing it for 10 minutes a day just 10 minutes a day even if it's five it's just what important what's important is that you're consistent and after a while you'll just you'll just get it as a habit it it, it just becomes a habit and you feel bad when you skip <laughs> I totally, totally get that. Uh, when I was doing 75 hard, uh, you know, at some oh, point. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah well, I did that. I, I I completed it. And I remember, like, getting done. I was like, man, like, this feels really good. But, yeah, you're right. Like, the habit of it after 75 days of doing it just, I remember, like, the first few weeks was like, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh. And then, like, the second two weeks was like, huh. And then, like, you know, week week five was like, okay. And then week six was like, just gonna do it and then like like by like six to like week eight was just like all right we're doing this and by like week nine or so i was like okay this is kind of nice um but it takes time like you said that consistency and i think that's good but i think that brings it did it was interesting too for me during during that journey for myself how much clarity that brought me on a number of things in my life that i wasn't particularly searching out per se but just when you have a focused regimen that you can focus on it it brings it it allows your mind to find the things that you you've been distracted and need to have conversations with yourself about. I actually listened to a podcast, um, not remember which one, because I listened to a lot of podcasts <laughs> and, um, and the host was talking about 75 hard and she was like, um, why don't you start with 75 soft? So <laughs> make a modification. It doesn't have to be hard. The, the important thing is that you are consistent and we, we go back to consistency again. So whether it's, it's, it's a, I don't, I want to read more, like just set a goal to read five pages a day and you know, that'll be enough and stick to it for 75 days. And I promise you it'll get, it'll, it'll become a habit and you'll just, start reading more and more and more. And by the time you're, uh, I don't know, a year passes, you have read like 10, 15 books more, which is more than you already did. So, um, so yeah, it, it doesn't matter if it's 75 hard or soft, you just need to do it. Just focus <laughs> stick to on it. it and stick yes. to it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So another question I have for you is, so you, you, so you go through, you, you find this clarity, you say, all right, I need to leave my job and I need to go do my own thing. And so you start, start your business in the, in the PR podcast and all of that world. And then you said you had some bad clients and I'm not asking you to name specific people because that's not what this is about, but how did you handle those negative clients and, and not just get frustrated and say, ah, screw it. I'm out. I'm done. I'm, I'm just not, this is, this is not going to work for me. <laughs> I'm so happy you asked. And I would love to tell you the names because people deserve to know like who they are because that they're that bad, but I'm not going to tell their names anyway. Um, so that was when I was just starting out as a, as a virtual assistant and I didn't have the right mindset. I didn't have the right clarity. I didn't have the right tools. I thought I didn't, you know, know enough and I allowed them to just, you know, use me up, just, you know, right. Take my time for granted and, you know, just do whatever they liked. And when I go back now, I, it took a lot of time because uh, for me to accept it because it was a struggle because every time I would see a message from them, I would get so anxious, like my heart would start pumping, my pressure, my blood pressure would, would rise, you know, I would get, I, I would instantly think like, oh my God, what did I do wrong now? Like, what did I mess up? Where did I mess up? What do they want now? You know, and I would get up at 
10 p.m. my time, you know, to just do some. Is this um, is this a kids approved or not show? Uh, it's okay. You, you you can swear if you need to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do on occasion. I try not to, but I do on occasion. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm, I'm going to try not to, but if it comes out, I just want to make sure that we're good. Um, so, so yeah, what I was saying, they messaged me at 10 p.m., 11 p.m. to just do their shit, like, for, for, for no reason. I mean, it could wait until tomorrow, and I would just go and do it. I wouldn't say... Like I would now I know that I didn't have any boundaries set with me nor with them. And I didn't have the right mindset. I think that the right mindset when you're doing anything for that matter in life, like you need to have the right mindset and you need to know your worth. Like if if they're if they're going to use me up, if they're going to, you know, um, I don't know if they're going to say they don't want to work with me anymore because I messed up or because I didn't do something at 10 p.m. I mean, that's fine. Another client will come up. There are how many people on this planet? I mean, I guarantee you, you can find 50 that would like to work with you, at least 50 tomorrow. And, you know, I didn't have that mindset. I didn't think like that. I was like, if I lose them, okay, so I'm losing the only income I have. I I don't want to risk it. I'm just gonna do it. Right. And right now, mindset that there won't be more out there for you. Absolutely, absolutely. And now I'm thinking more from the abundance state. You know, like there are so many people out there. There are so many trees in the nature. There are so many rivers um, in the world. There are so many mountains. I mean, just look at the nature, and you'll see how abundant. Uh, this place is that where we're, li- we're living. And so if you think from a scarcity mindset, you'll never make it because you're always going to um, going to crush your own boundaries. You're going to crush your boundaries with your clients, with your family, with everyone. And you're going to end up, you know, like me having a panic attack and <laughs> going to the ER thinking you have a heart attack. So yeah, definitely not something anyone, anyone wants. <laughs> definitely. Absolutely. <not>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. And so let me ask you this, as you're going through this process of setting boundaries, um, you know, was there, I'd be curious to know, you know, did, did you get pushback from these clients? Like, were they like, Hey, you know, you can't, you know, you can't leave me like, and you need to stay or, or you know, were they just like, were they done with you? And, and the reason that I asked that is, I think for a lot of folks is they get stuck in this, um, you know, oh, well, it, it always goes back to like the, 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 I'll say the abusive relationship. Oh, I won't do it again. Or I won't do that. I promise I'll be better moving forward or something like that. You know, did, did you experience a lot of that or, or were they happy to be done with you at that, that point? Um, and yeah, go ahead. No, they were, um, when I told them that my agency is, is growing and that I will, I want to focus more on my own agency instead of, you know, their, their, uh, job, which was, you know, taking a lot of time for me and not, I was, I wasn't being paid properly. And I, I kind of felt resentment towards them because I was promised, you know, we're going to talk after two or three months to raise your uh, rates and blah, blah, blah. And then we didn't. And then after a couple of more months, we still didn't. And uh, instead of me telling them, you know, like, 
hello, are we going to talk about what we, we were supposed to talk about like three months ago or not? I just kept my mouth shut and I just did my work. And, and, and that's on me. That's on me. That's the boundary I needed to set from the beginning. But um, they weren't so, you know, like defensive. They weren't so, um, uh, we're not going to do this anymore. Don't stay with us. But they were more like, um, okay, so we thought you're going to grow with us. We thought we were building something different. We thought that, you know, you're going to stay with us for, you know, I don't want to say forever, but they obviously thought I was going to stay with them forever for, um, for peanuts. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and so I said, okay, but I'm giving you like two or three months from now to just find someone. I mean, who's going to come and replace me. And I, I want to make sure that, you know, you don't lack anything. So I will teach that person Whoever comes, I will teach them, you know, how to do whatever I did. And I will, you know, just leave everything on the table. All of the um, creations that I created, all of the emails that I written, all of the templates, SOPs, like everything, I'm leaving you with everything. And they were, they were like, oh no, we're, we're, uh, we don't want to do that. We, uh, we want to build something, you know, for the future. We want someone who's going to grow with us. We are, uh, <laughs> this is ridiculous. We are, um, sharing so much of our intellectual property with you. So, <laughs> so it's, it was like, I, I was begging them to just give me a job and, you know, like, and right. I'm like, Okay, so your intellectual property. Okay, so no, I don't want to be a part of this anymore, and so <laughs> I just, I just didn't. Yeah, and I, and I think this is important for a lot of folks to know. And again, whether you, you might not be a, a virtual assistant or working for someone in that capacity, but you know, I know a lot of the folks listening are real estate folks. You know, apply this to your contractors. Apply this to you know the people. You know, your lenders, your title companies, your agents. You know, who else can you can you take this from and setting your own boundaries. Um, and, and going and going forth. So for, now that you have your own boundaries set and you've said, hey, this is this is, you know, where I'm comfortable operating. This is where, you know, when I'm comfortable operating and, and you have both your boundaries set with yourself and where, where theirs are. You know, how does that how does that translate to, you know, your work experience now versus then? Oh, it's so different. I mean, I, I feel so differently because now I know that if, you know, first of all, I don't take all of the clients. Like, I don't work with anyone who wants to work with me because I don't think we're always a fit to work with, you know, one another. And that's why I always go with the getting to, you know, know each other process before we start working together and if we're fit if we click if there's a chemistry in our relationships i am all for it and you will have all of me like white glove service and all of that jazz but if we're not a fit i'm gonna let you know that we're not a fit and you know we're not a fit and we're not gonna work together so um so this that was the first thing that i noticed and now i look at things as i said earlier i look at things from the abundant state of mind so if this client is not a fit for me or if for some reason they think i'm not a fit for them 
I mean, that's okay. Another client will just, you know, come up. It's, it's all about mindset and it's all about um, magnetism and how you, and the law of attraction. So how you, um, what's, what's the, 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 what's the, the saying, how does it go? Like how you shine your light, you expect to get that light back or something like that. So the law of attraction is everything. Perfect. I haven't heard that before, but I like it. <laughs> I, pro- I probably just translated from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's perfect. I like I, I like br- bring bring in some new things because, like I said, I, I don't imagine many folks have heard that uh, heard that same before. I, 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 at least I know I haven't. So that's cool. Um, yeah, it, it reminds me of there's a there's a saying here, and I, I don't know if it was came from a book or there's a book by the title of it, but it's how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. Um, similar, similar, similar idea. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Cool. Um, okay. So, you know, you've gone, you've set these boundaries now. Um, you're, you're, you're realizing, Hey man, this is actually creating a much better life for myself. And I think that's an important thing. I think people underestimate how good they'll feel once they've gotten out of their own way and said, this is what's causing my problem right now. And I've solved that thing. I think sometimes the, the fear of loss can seem greater than what we're going to gain on the, on the other side of doing it. And that, and that oftentimes keeps us stagnant in where we are because we're afraid to make that change because of that fear. Absolutely. And I also think that a lot of people like the safety of their comfort zone. And I mean, that's, that's all good. You're safe. You're you're in your container. You're um, doing the things that you're used to doing, and you're talking to people that you're used to talking. Um, you're not doing anything new. You're just you're just. There is no change to your daily routine. There there's nothing that's gonna um, come and you know ruin your day. But if you get out of your comfort zone if, and if you move that boundary just a little bit, just a step by step, like each day, you will notice a huge difference in, in your mindset, in your uh, daily life, in how you respond to, um, to all of the circumstances around you. Like learning, you can't learn anything new if you don't step out of your comfort zone. Because you don't know if it feels good or not. And um, <laughs> so I know a lot of people, they're scared of um, public speaking. I'm not really that comfortable going in front of a huge audience and talking about what I do. But I would do it. I mean, I would get excited. I would get maybe a little bit anxious, but I would do it. I would definitely do it. And I would probably feel like um i conquered the world after after the the event so just stepping out of your comfort zone and not staying in your safe zone that's 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 the most important part of growing perfect and i and you know we hear that advice all the time as entrepreneurs a lot of us do um but it doesn't matter how many times we hear it, it's still good advice nonetheless yeah, I mean it's it's it might be a cliche, but it's so important, and I can't stress enough. Look, look, I I always say cliches and stereotypes are cliches and stereotypes for a reason. They wouldn't exist yes. unless you know they, they wouldn't be unless it was true advice. So you like even though it might be, you still have to say, "Hang on a second, let me take take a look at that," because it wouldn't exist in that co- uh, capa- capacity or context unless it was true. So exactly, yeah. So let me ask you this: in you know 
in your small town in Bosnia, you know, is there a lot of folks that are pursuing this entrepreneurial life and building a business or are you kind of, uh, I don't want to say a lone wolf necessarily, but you know, the, the outsider for sure. I'm definitely an outsider. Um, yeah. but I am so proud of, because when I started my business, I decided to, instead of starting my new profile on Instagram, I decided to turn my personal profile into my business profile. And um, I have had around a thousand of people that followed me at the time that was that were all my friends and family and the people that I knew from my city, from my country. And um, and all of a sudden I come on the stories and I talk in English and I talk about stuff they don't understand. And they, and most of them are so, so kind. They just send me messages. Like, I don't understand what the hell you're talking about, but I just want to support you. I, <laughs> you know, like go get it. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's the support I was looking for. So yeah, I would definitely say that I'm an outsider, but it's, I, I don't think if it's specific to this, um, part of the world, but um, a lot of people are really, truly scared for uh, about their existence. And, um, and if they have a certain job, if they have that security of, you know, going to uh, their nine to five, they won't easily um, let it go. And they will uh, earn their their retirement in the same company if if it needs be, just to be safe and sure that they have this certain amount um, coming into their household um, per month. So um, they they know they're 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 certain they have um, established that security for their families. But I mean, I always say that I've had that luck to have the support of my husband who already had a job and, you know, like was like, if you don't want to work, you don't have to. Right. But yeah, but, you know, that's me. And I would probably do the same thing if I didn't have that opportunity. If I if no, none of us had I had a job, if none of us was um, was certain in the amount of of money coming in we i i'm i would probably do the same thing yes that's perfect and how what what has having those people's support around you meant for you like you, even if they can't understand what you're saying or why you're saying or whatever what like how has that helped from your from your own emotional standpoint like has it been good is like tell me more about that it was good because i didn't expect it um uh I live um, where from where I come from. We, I'm not used to you know having the support of my own people, and I know that because my brother, uh, my brother is a X Factor winner uh, on the Balkans here, and so he is a pretty famous guy in uh, in our country. And so when he first started he didn't have that much of a support, you know, people were, I don't know, is that jealousy? Is that, you know, something that, you know, they, they don't think that um, someone who they know is worthy of that kind of status, or I don't know what's that in, in people's minds, but I wasn't used to the support. And when I started getting messages, when I started my business, when I started getting messages of support, I was, I was thrilled. It was, it was so nice to know that people were, um, were really supporting me and that people were 
happy for me because I would be happy for them too. No, and that's perfect. And the, so the reason that I asked that is, I think, at least in my general experience, and this is maybe not 100% true, but in my general experience, for a lot of folks in the States and a lot of people in, in my audience that are watching or listening to this now, they've not had that support. In fact, they've faced the opposite. They have faced criticism. They faced, no, 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 you, you shouldn't do that. That's stupid. Why are you wasting your time? That's a waste of money. Don't invest in yourself like that. They see all that all the time. And I want for everyone, if you're watching or listening to this right now and you've got, I'll call them haters, the people who are trying to pull you down or keep you where you're at. And by the way, it's not often from a, a standpoint of malice that it happens, like where they want you to, to suffer. It's just that they have a vested interest in keeping you where you are because where you are is comfortable for them. And like we were learning, we got to get outside that comfort zone. And for them, you growing and them not creates discomfort. And so that's why they exactly. do it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think, I think it's important for people to understand that you need to surround yourself with those who are, are going to. Now you got, I'll say lucky enough, if you will, or, or uh, blessed enough to that, you know, those people that are around you are being supportive. And so I, I can't stress enough how important that is. And I know from my, from my own personal experiences, like for me, having um, supportive people around me has been a huge, huge, huge help and a huge reason of why I'm at where I'm at, what I'm doing, what I'm doing and how I got to where I'm at. So um, I, I can't, can't stress that enough for, for anyone else who's, you know, who's going, oh man, yeah, but I don't, I don't have those people around me. Okay, go find them. doesn't matter where they are. They can be in Bosnia. Shoot, it doesn't matter. As long as we have the right people uh, around us, I think we'll, we'll succeed at a higher level. And also you don't need anyone's permission to do, to do what you want to do. So that's also very important to just not ask for permission and do what your heart tells you to do. And that, that's, that's really crucial. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Awesome. Well, this has been a fantastic conversation. I love your story, your journey, sort of what's happened. So thank you for sharing. Truly appreciate that very much. Thank you so much for having me, Bob. So uh, if some folks want to check you out or, 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 you know, see what you're doing, where can they find you at? Well, my website is under construction right now, but it is urbanbloomboutique.com. So um, www.urbanbloomboutique.com. But where I'm most active is Instagram. So my handle, my Instagram handle is Urban Bloom Podcast Boutique. Um, and they can also find me on LinkedIn as, you know, just using the search option and searching my name and I would probably pop up. Perfect. Perfect. Well, definitely. Uh, if you're watching, listening and, and that sounds like something you need, go check her out. I'm, like I said, this conversation has been fantastic and I, I truly appreciate it. So if I can uh, support, if we can all support each other, always the better. Yes. Love win-win situations. hundred percent. hundred percent. As always, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching, listening, wherever you are, whenever you are, whatever's going on in your life. Your time is appreciated by myself and all of my guests as well. So make sure you subscribe, rate, review. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the little notification bell as well. I'd love for you guys to do that. The reason being is that those indicators let the platforms know that this is good content and we can't get out in front of more folks unless we do that. And that's the whole point of this. It's not just for me to have good conversations as much as I enjoy them. I want to help all of you as well. So your support in that world means the world to me. With that said, we'll see you in another episode. As always, all the show notes, links, and everything will be available. Check them out and uh, we'll see you on another episode next week. Bye. 
This podcast is sponsored by 3 Degrees Consulting. If you need funnels, websites, paid ads management, or help with any of your digital marketing, 3 Degrees Consulting is your go-to source for everything. Check them out at www.go3dc.com. That's G-O, the number 3, D is in degrees, C is in consulting.com. Go check them out right now. 